Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, welcome to Life After MLM's Lula Rich companion series, Lula Bitch, a place you can come to find all the tea and everything that was left on the cutting room floor. You're about to hear the personal accounts of the people affected by the MLM LuLaRoe. These stories are our own personal opinions, accounts, and allegations of our experiences within the cult. Some stories may be triggering. Please listen at your own discretion. to another episode of Life After MLM. I have a guest here who's got a pretty interesting story that we're going to get to. But first, we're going to talk about her Lula journey. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Maylin. Hi. <laughs> Thank Hi. you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so, so happy excited. to have you. Yes, I am so excited. Um, I'm mostly just happy that we're here and that we get to share these things and it's not stigma to talk about it anymore because you know all this all this stuff about LuLaRoe has come out and all the stuff that we've known for so long is finally being aired and finally being validated and it just feels so good so I'm so I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited that you watched the documentary and that you got that from that because that is 100% the reason that that I even wanted to do the documentary in the first place. So I am so excited. Um, so let's get started. Tell us how LuLaRoe came into your life. Okay. So um, in 2016 is when I joined. But to go back a little bit, um, in the early few months of uh, 2016, I was like at a really rough patch in my relationship at the time. And I wound up breaking up with um, the boyfriend that I had at the time, we broke up in mm, the early few months of, of 2016. I can't remember exactly when, but we broke up and then, um, I was close friends with his family and his mom. And we actually wanted to go into the business together initially, me and his mom. So we did not wind up doing that <laughs> just like, just because we needed some space from each other. And just because it was probably going to be less messy to do it that way. And um, so she actually was the hostess for my first party because she still loved me and we, we got along really well. Um, but I will say, word of advice, if you ever are trying to make any sort of big decision in your life, if you're going through any sort of heartbreak or anything along those lines, do not do it. <laughs> really take some time and think about it because although I did a lot of research on LuLaRoe when I first started, Um, It just wasn't enough. And I didn't know enough about MLMs at the time to be going into one. I had never been in an MLM before. Like I knew what Mary Kay was. I knew what Avon was. I knew what they were, but I didn't know what the structure of them was. I didn't, I didn't really know anything about them. I was, I was really young. So he was my second long-term boyfriend and we had broken up after, I don't want to say long-term, but we broke up after about two years. And so for me, like that was a big deal. I was only 21. Like I was super young and to get to jump right into LuLaRoe, like literally directly after that, 
directly after. <laughs> it was like not the best choice for me. <laughs> yeah, um, that vulnerability, it gets you. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to like throw myself into it because I needed something to distract me. I was so heartbroken. I was literally just laying in bed all day. So um, I jumped into LuLaRoe. I did a ton of research. And actually, when I first joined, I reached out to LuLaRoe to headquarters myself. Um, I knew about LuLaRoe because I had been to a party actually at my ex's mom's house um, months before we had broken up. Um, and I was like, wow, this stuff is awesome. There's clothes at the house. It's not like a pampered chef party or something. Like, I don't want to get behind Tupperware or anything. Like, I don't need any of that. But I was like, clothes are cool because I actually went to school for fashion and like, I enjoyed clothes and, and I liked shopping and like all of that stuff. So I was super excited um, and it interested me, but not to the point that I felt like joining. Um, and then I kind of discussed more with my ex's mom. And I was like, wow, oh, this maybe might seem like a good opportunity. So I looked into it more. I reached out to headquarters and I asked for information. I think I sent them an email in April of 2016 asking for information. And then actually the um, person who I went to her, that party at the very first party I ever went to she's the one that became my sponsor um like I think I emailed her right after I had reached out to headquarters and asked her for information as well um and she actually was the one that became my sponsor and I have nothing disparaging to say about her she's actually a, wonder, a wonderful human being and she's still in so I won't say anything about her won't name her anything like that she's great um but we haven't really talked at all since since I left LuLaRoe um and I don't I mean I don't really know how business is going for her at all, but um, I will say that she was a wonderful human and I won't have anything bad to say about her. But so I started in 2016. I had, I knew that at that time there was a huge influx of people that were potentially wanting to get going with LuLaRoe um, because there was it was such a small company and I kept, I kept hearing, you know, it's a baby company, it's a baby company. Um, and it's such a good opportunity to get in on the ground floor and all this stuff. So I did get in. Um, I was in the queue for 80 days. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so it's funny because I went to an Inspire in oh. Las Vegas and I live in California. Like I drove six hours to an Inspire tour to just to go like for the day. I went to Vegas because I, and it was before I was even a consultant. Like I just went because I was like, oh, maybe they'll, they'll give out um, the cards and we'll get to like get onboarded. One of us will get to get onboarded or something like that. So um, they did do that. They did the whole like rock, paper, scissors thing and all these little team building things. And so I wasn't a consultant yet, but I was so excited because I was going to get to go to, the, to one of these things. And actually when I was walking down the hallway, I got there a little late, but when I was walking down the hallway, I met one of the daughters, Nicole, I believe. Um, she owns Dot Dot Smile. Yep. Um, so I met her walking up the hall because I had no idea where I was going. I was just like, I'm just going into this thing. Hopefully I'm not super late and I can still be a part of it. I just drove like six hours to get here. So <laughs> I went and actually that time, Deanne and Mark um, onboarded everyone that was there that was like a thousand people wow. um so they did do the card thing where they passed out cards to everybody and they were like if you have like 
the two of clubs or whatever come up on stage we're going to onboard you and they did that with like three different cars and then after they were done everyone's like oh no I didn't get picked and because I got like the ace of hearts or something and I was like shoot I didn't get picked oh well and then everybody's like onboard everyone onboard everyone and like they were chanting and then um, I remember Deanne looking at Mark and then he was just like sure and <laughs> they onboarded everyone everybody in that room Wow. So yeah, and then and what is crazy is that I got my my actual onboarding call during all of that. Like the call that I was meant to get to onboard, like just my regular onboard call, I got it during that Inspire tour, like when I was in the room being onboarded, quote unquote. <laughs> um so not only are they doing their normal daily onboarding, Lachey's over there, she's doing her hundred a day or whatever ridiculous numbers they were making them do at the time. Uh-huh. Mark is also now adding a thousand yeah. extra people in one day to onboard. Yes. And, and you happen to get both of those on the same day. That yes. is incredibly lucky or unlucky, <laughs> however you look at it, right? Yeah. And then... um I couldn't onboard that day when I got that call because I didn't have any of my information with me and I wasn't expecting to get the call at that time. So I was like, oh shoot. And I told the person on the phone, I think her name was Araceli. So I told her on the phone, I was like, um, I'm at Inspire right now. And we just got the go ahead from Mark and Deanne to do this onboarding like today, but I don't have all my stuff. I don't have my bank information. Like I had gotten a loan from my bank. Uh, actually, I think it was like a no interest credit card or something. And I didn't have all that information with me yet. And so she's like, okay, we can do a call back on Friday. So I had to onboard, like, I think three or four days later, but it was just hectic. <laughs> I mean, do the math really quick. If there's a thousand people in that room and the minimum is $5,000, that's $5 million just yeah. in onboarding fees that day. Yeah. And that's not including anybody that got a bigger package or any add-ons or as soon as they were onboarded, went into their back office and placed more orders for different things that weren't in their onboarding package. That's yeah. a massive amount of money for one mm-hmm. day. For one day. And I know that I was talking to my sponsor prior to me going to that event because I, I kept on asking her like, oh, where am I at in the queue? Where am I at in the queue? And I know that at one point she told me, oh, they upped it to 200 people a day. So it wasn't just 100. They had upped it because they needed more people in there to onboard because they were being onboarded so quickly. So I know that um, I was all excited because I was like, wow, 200 people a day. That's great. It should be speeding up. I was actually in a group on Facebook. I think it was called like Fashion Stars in Waiting or something like this Q Club. Um, I remember those groups. (laughs) waiting for my turn. Everyone's like, where are you at? Where are you at in the queue? Where are you at in the queue? And every day I would just get like, you know, oh, I, I, I got in, I got in. So I remember this post in there that was this lady that had got like this trailer and she's like, I'm in the queue and I just got this trailer. We're going to deck it out. It's going to become my mobile trailer. And everybody's like all excited for her. And then um, I remember getting onboarded. And so that was, um, shoot, when did I go to, I'm going to have to look at my little, my little timeline here. So Inspire was June 23rd, uh, was when I was, when I first went to Inspire and, um, then I postponed my actual order to the Friday after that. I got my, I got my clothes on July 12th. And then I had my first party on July 23rd. 
so I like really pushed. I rem I remember when the U the UPS man came. I was so excited. I remember everything like it was yesterday. Um, but and I I remember waiting to open up my package, all my packages and boxes, so that uh, my ex's mom could come over and like open up everything with me. Um, but I just remember when I got into this, like. I wanted to do it because I wanted to sell the clothes. I didn't know anything about building a team. Like I knew nothing about that. I was just so excited because I was like, I want to have a boutique. Like I'm so excited for all these clothes. It's so cool because all the prints are so limited. And, you know, I was just excited about that. I, I did not love all the prints. <laughs> I did not, but I was like, we're just going to go with the mindset of, you know, somebody out there is going to love it. So you have to, you have to love some of it. And if somebody else loves it, great, it'll sell. And that's what we always heard. Like, it'll sell, it'll sell. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't like it, somebody else will. So I'm just like, okay, it doesn't matter. I get a bunch of dupes in my first order and I'm like, it's okay. It's going to sell. <laughs> right. I got my order in. I started having parties. I was one of the first in our area to start with LuLaRoe. Um, besides my sponsor and maybe a few other girls because it was so new. Um, and so when I started posting about it and, and I got on Facebook, I grew my Facebook page and my, um, my group pretty quickly because people were so excited about it. And then right after that, there was like this massive influx of, of consultants joining because they were so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. So I did really well. I did really well selling at first. Um, you know, those first few months were really great. And I was like, wow, I'm making so much money, but I actually wasn't making so much money because I was putting it directly back into LuLaRoe. And I was just hearing, you know, buy, buy more inventory. You got to, you know, make, start wide and you got to you set yourself a goal of getting this many and this many um, sizes and this many um, styles. You got to keep getting styles, but make sure you bulk out your inventory. So I was like, yes, I'm making goals for myself. Um, I was buying all the supplies that I needed to buy. I was buying the label maker, all the racks, all the fracta bags, the Ikea fracta bags. I had just about everything. And I had an entire room in, in my house decked out for like, I had painted one of the walls all cute. I had done, I had like big, um, big racks on the walls. Like I had everything. People love coming over and like, seeing my Lulu room and shopping and stuff. It was, it was actually really a fun experience. So I, I didn't mind that, but I'm like truly an introvert at heart. So when we were being encouraged to like go out to the grocery stores and hand out leggings, that was like not my bag at all. So <laughs> um, I really enjoyed like doing the shopping with um, the people that I knew and my, like my friends that I was meeting through LuLaRoe, through, uh, through my customers and like having people over to my house and doing open houses and doing the pop-up parties. Like that's what I liked. Although it was like a lot of intense labor to like carry all the clothes and pack them all up and take them. It was, I thought it was like a good time. And so I was enjoying myself and I was absolutely, Absolutely drinking the Kool-Aid, hundred percent. Like I was one of those girls. <laughs> it was delicious in Lululemon. The Kool-Aid was so good. You know, it we was. talk about the dopamine, right? It was that dopamine. It was so good. 
Yes. And I, I have a shopping problem. Like I like to spend money myself. So I was like, absolutely, you know, let's retail therapy this up. So I was all excited about it. Um, and I am sorry if I jump around at all, like with this because of like the ADHD and I just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of take this. You're totally go, so. forgiven. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very welcome here, obviously. Yes. So I went to another Inspire um, in, uh, I think it was September of 2016, I went to a second Inspire and I, I had a friend at the time that I knew wanted to join and she did not wind up joining under me. I was a little bit bummed, but I was like, again, you know, not trying to build a team. I wasn't like super, you know, into that. I was just like, I'm just here for the clothes, whatever. So, um, and I actually wound up being like a, like a help or, or like a mentor almost to a lot of my friends that were in because their sponsors or their uplines were so busy with so many other people. So um, anyway, I went to this Inspire and I got the free Cassie. And again, we did the massive rock, paper, scissors and Sam Schultz was there and all that stuff. So rah, rah, rah. Um, <laughs> like a troll party, right? More good. <laughs> It was, it was kind of crazy. Like you just, and actually I have, um, I have some, some really fun pictures that have a few quotes from like slides that I took pictures of that I dug up. Oh my um, God. And I wanted to share just like a quote from one of them because, uh, this now looking back for me, this was like a really culty thing that I'm seeing that like years later, I'm now seeing, um, because in a regular like training for a real company, you don't see anything related to religion, right? Because it's, it's like straight across the board, you're not going to involve religion or politics when you have like an actual company training. Like that's not typically something that's brought up. So, okay, um, I'm just going to, you know, bear with me here for a second. Um, our, de our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you to not be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people will feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to, to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone as we let our own light shine. We unconsciously give others permission to do the same. We are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. So God was mentioned twice, two times in that quote that was up for everybody to see. And that is not to say that I have anything against religion because I, I am a Christian. I believe in God. But looking back, I'm just like, was that really appropriate? Yeah, <laughs> <at all? laughs> they're little dog whistles, right? They're little yeah. dog whistles, and it's it's they like to use affinity fraud. There was always yeah. little mentions of that, and that quote's a beautiful quote out of context in in not a business training situation. Right, fantastic quote, but right putting it in a, what you're calling a business training, which we know is more like a cult indoctrination meeting. Right. It's just, it wasn't, you know, when you go into these meetings 
and you see the mass amount of women all sitting together, all excited, you know, they're all together, they're either at tables or they're sitting, you know, in rows of chairs. And for me personally, like, I was not married at the time. I didn't have kids. I, I was not a mom. And like the major, you know, type of person, I don't know how to, how you say it, but the demographic that LuLaRoe sells their, you know, opportunity, quote unquote, to is to a mom or to a married woman. So when I was going to these events, I felt so alone because I was like, I didn't know anybody there. I didn't typically go with members of my team because I didn't have a team. Um, and usually my sponsor at the time, she was actually pregnant. So she wasn't going to any of these events because she was super sick. Um, and so I was kind of just like, okay, I'm going to get myself out there. I'm going to go do these things because this will be good for my business. I'm going to go do this. So I was forcing myself as an introvert to go do these things <laughs> and do these trainings because I just felt like, yes, this will be good for my business. You know, going into this big room and forcing yourself to be friends with people. Oh, that was a struggle for me, but I did it. Um, it was ultimately just like this big rah rah like we want to you know we want we love you we're so thankful that you're a part of our big team and we we all just we're all in a sisterhood you're our tribe like you just hear that over and over and over and you'll hear like you know in like inspirational speakers come and talk um it wasn't really a whole lot of like nitty-gritty information that you needed to run your business it was just like a inspire tour where they brought people to inspire you to push more to um you know get more people on your team to sell more for me i just wanted to go because i wanted to I wanted to improve my business. I legitimately did. And I thought it was my business. I thought that I was running a business. <laughs> but, you know, as time went on, and as I see now, that was not my business. Like if I, if someone is telling me what I can do with my business, what I can say with my business, quote unquote, it's not my business. I have a boss. Like it was, ne it was never my business and it's never going to be yours either. That was like a huge thing for me. It was like, I can't do certain things. <laughs> so my question is, um, as someone who was a single woman at the time and no children, what sort of ways like were you like targeted for, for things, you know, like, because when I started to have questions about things, it was always like, well, don't you want what's best for your family or things like that, you know, and, and preying upon the mother and the don't you want to be the best mom and the best wife for someone who wasn't a mom and wife at the time, you know, what was, what was it that, that caught your ear? Money, 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 because when I initially signed up for LuLaRoe, I was still in school. I had just gotten out of a relationship. I had just moved back in with my mom, like I was 21 years old and all this stuff was going on in my life and I needed a job. Like I had a part, very part-time job at the time and it was not enough. And I was like, this is a great opportunity. I'm seeing all these millionaires making so much money and look at these bonus checks. Like you see that? And it's like, ding, 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 ding. Especially for someone who has ADHD like myself. Um, immediately I see that and I'm like, yes, that's my ticket. Like, this is my ticket. 
um, I can get in on the ground floor and I can really go places with this if I really push, if I really like sell a lot, I can show people that it's worth it. And like, I don't even, I won't even really have to like grow myself a team. Like I'll just sell. And so I was so excited because I was thinking that I was going to make a good amount of money off of this. I was thinking I was going to make this a career for myself. Um, not realizing that it was actually a pyramid scheme, like never realizing that. Um, yeah, they did it really well. (laughs) Yeah. And at first I feel like they really did hide it well. And they really focused on the fact that, you know, you have an entire inventory in your house. You know, this is not like your typical MLM. You don't have a website that you can just go to and and tell your, your clients to go there. This is, this is like a business, like a, a storefront almost because it's in your house and all your stuff is there for people to touch and feel and see. So that was like, it went right over my head and people would even ask me like, don't you think this is like a pyramid scheme? Like, don't you think that this is, you know, this is kind of like a direct salesy MLM type of thing. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and over and like people would ask me and I would say, no, you know, like I, I totally believe in this company. Like I was the Kool-Aid drinker. And so I really felt that I was, I had my own little business. And I did refer to it as that. Like, I felt like I had my own little business and I was thriving, even though I really wasn't (laughs) because I was putting so much money back into the business and I could barely afford anything. Um, And I look back at my text messages with like other retailers and friends that I had at the time that were in and even with like my sponsor and stuff. And I'm just like, I can't afford this. Like I, I look back at my, at my text messages that I had with um, this other retailer that I would swap with pretty regularly. Um, and there was a time where it was just like, I am, I am, I'm in debt. Like I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue. And it was kind of like an up and down for me for a little while. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Like at first it was really great and I was having parties left and right and, you know, people were interested and then it started to go down and down and down as more consultants popped up and less people were interested because it was not as baby anymore and all of the defects and the damages started coming in. And it, I was like, oh, I'm not liking this because I'm having to fork out money every time somebody has a damage. I'm having to like lose out every time someone wants to swap with me because they had like you know, a sunspot from where (laughs) they were sitting out in the sun. Like, I'm like, this isn't really fair to me. Um, I remember that too. I would take other people's returns. Their consultants were like, I don't do returns. And so they come to me and they're like, I have all these things. And I would totally swap them out and take their returns. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would do the same because we were encouraged, like, just swap it out. Like it's just a pair of leggings or whatever. Like it's not that big of a deal and you'll have a customer for life. Like they would encourage you because they wanted you to have loyal customers. And then if you could sucker them in enough, they might become a part of your team. And so it was just like a constant, like, no worries. It's really not that big of a deal. And you hear a lot from like, different pages that you're in on Facebook or from sponsors or from um, trainers or from, from whoever that was higher above you, um, you would always get like, you know, kind of vague answers or not really, you know, oh, I don't really know, or, you know, just like, no worries. It's really not that big of a deal. Like super kind of washed out answers. For... It's not an income producing activity. So just don't worry about it and move on to something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah. Isn't that funny? Like just like minimizing and like invalidating actual experiences that you're having. And they're right. telling you that's not an income producing activity, complaining about defects, complaining about shipping times, complaining about stinky leggings is mm-hmm. not income producing. Set it aside and worry about it later. Yeah. Yep. And I had an entire box of damages actually um that I wasn't sure what to do with at the end of the year because at first I believed that LuLaRoe didn't care if you 
if you had like damages, they were just like, okay, we'll just let us know what the damage is. We'll um, give you credit or whatever. And you just had to like cut out the tags and then either donate them or, you know, just do something with them, whatever, we don't care. Um, and then I don't know if it moved on to something else. We had to actually send them back or whatever the case was, but um, I had like an entire box of stuff. And I was like, what do I do with this? Like when I was talking to my sponsor about it, I was like, what do I do with all this? Uh-huh. And she was just like, well, you can cut out the tags. And if you, um, if you wanted to like have a party, you could like let your, let your customers like take them or get them for cheaper or whatever, just as long as you've cut out the tags so they can't resell or whatever. Isn't that hilarious? Like cut out the tags. This is so valuable. People are going to want to resell it. So just cut right. those tags out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. So, and I think that, I think a lot of times they got donated as well. Like I would see, I would go in my Goodwill just you know, for fun. And, and I would see LuLaRoe in there all the time. And when I was, when I was really starting to see stuff in Goodwill, and actually, I think it came out at one point that there was stuff in TJ Maxx's and stuff. And I was like, whoa, why is stuff going to TJ Maxx? Like, that's like the resale, resale, resale. What what is happening here? (laughs) Yeah. So the rumor is that because LuLaRoe wasn't paying my dyer, my dyer couldn't pay the manufacturers and the manufacturers in China were like, well, we're not just going to sit on all this product we made and they liquidate it to other people or other companies. And so there was these big shipping containers of LuLaRoe. This is an alleged rumor. This is sort of, we, we figured it out a couple of things. There's some stuff on Twitter that if you guys are really interested, you could dive into. This was never proven. So I just have to say allegedly, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but those shipping containers somehow, ended up um, and entire sets of LuLaRoe would end up in places like Bell's and TJ Maxx and Marshall's. And in fact, they were like, I, I say good prints, but you guys know what I mean when I say good prints, good <laughs> LuLaRoe prints, right? So solids and like high value prints that people were actually looking for, or people would actually wear. That's what was in there. And it was even cheaper for sale to the, the public then we paid wholesale for it. Yeah. yeah. And LuLaRoe is like, that. oh my God, we have no idea. This has never happened before. It's probably pirates' faults. That is literally <laughs> what Deanne said. She said that pirates had stolen it and sold it to like TJ Maxx. <laughs> she blamed pirates on this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but that's true. I'm oh. sure someone has a screenshot or something somewhere, but Deanne blamed pirates for for merchandise um, ending up in stores like that. That's just so crazy. I had tried everything. Like I was getting towards the end of my year. I think it was December of 2016. I was doing flat lays. I was posting to social media daily, multiple times a day um, on my Instagram, on my Facebook. I was anything I could do to get interaction. I was doing everything. I was downloading third-party sites so that I could post my inventory there so that I could use that. I was doing anything that I could to, um, to boost my business forward. And anything that I bought, I'm like, this is a business expense. I am just going to write this off. Like this will all come back to me. It's not that big of a deal. Just buy it. Just go, just go. So um, I I was like doing flat lays. I was doing, I had mannequins. I, I was doing like different giveaways. I was doing Lula cash stuff. I was like, we're going to do a Sarah giveaway today. This is a big deal. And like just 
anything I could think of to get interaction on my page because it was dead. And so I was, it was just so much of a struggle. And at the end of the year, this was in December. So um, I did like a, a big giveaway because I'd seen something similar to this. Um, and I had a purse and a pair of leggings and like some makeup stuff. Like I threw a huge bundle together to do like a big giveaway and everybody had certain requirements requirements that they had to do every single day on my group. Like they had to post something or they had to comment on something every single day. And it, that would just boost stuff for me. So I did wind up doing that. And still after that, I wasn't getting enough interaction. And I was just like, how am I supposed to continue this business just selling? And I'm, I don't even have a team. Like nobody wants to join. I don't get it. I don't know why nobody's joining. And I mean, I didn't understand why I couldn't have a team, but other women in my town had big teams. I was like, I can't connect the dots here. What's the deal? And so, and like I posted, I would get like compliments all over the place. I knew that I was really good at putting together outfits. I knew that I was good at matching stuff together. Like I know that I personally know that I have an eye for that stuff um, just because of what I went to school for. So it was like, I didn't understand why it wasn't, why it wasn't going the way I thought it was. And um, the only difference between me and not having a team and the other women in town who actually had teams was they were moms and they were married and they had like little families and they were saying, look, I can have it all. I can do it all. I have these little kids running around behind me and I have this booming business. Like, come and join my team because you can have it all too. So that girl was getting all of the business or those women were getting all the business or the, the downlines, the teams and stuff, because they were seeing that they could do it all and that they had their kids and that they were like, you know, going to soccer practice and stuff and still being able to have this booming business. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't for the life of me. And I knew that if I wanted to continue to be successful after a, a certain amount of time, because my sales were going down for my actual boutique, I knew I was like, I have to have a team because that's how you, you know, that's push. You have to push this opportunity because it's such a big deal. And there, you want to be a part, don't you want to be a part of this, you know, this company that's still a baby company. So I tried really hard. I even had a party in Arizona. Like my family lives in Arizona. Part of my family lives in Arizona. And I schlepped my entire inventory from California, like a little bit northern California, all the way down to Arizona for a visit with my family over Christmas. And I brought all of my inventory with me. And I had a party with one of my aunts there and it went really well. Um, and that was because in Arizona, nobody was wearing little robe. Like nobody was wearing like thick ass leggings in that heat. <laughs> and like those dresses were so thick and people just weren't wearing LuLaRoe because it was 115 degrees there. <laughs> I wore a LuLaRoe dress when we did the Twitter watch party for Lula Rich and I was sweating my ass off. It was so, I looked over at my friend and I was like, how did we wear this all the time? She's like, I don't know. It was always really hot to me. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. So I, I did this big party and it was like kind of reinvigorating for me 
because I finally sold like something like 40 pieces in a party and I hadn't in a long time. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I actually like, I can do this. Like maybe I'll even get some people from Arizona from that party to join and they'll, they'll like spread it in their area or whatever. So, and I feel so guilty. Like I still have this overwhelming guilt about, about like sharing it with my family and stuff because I know that my family was skeptical about it. And like, they saw the clothes and they thought they were cute and everything, but definitely like my family was skeptical. And, and so were like a lot of my friends and, you know, family related people were definitely skeptical about it. And I got questions about it a lot. And I always just brushed things off because I was like the good little soldier <laughs> and like just listening to everything that they were saying and, you know, totally feeding into it. So I have huge guilt now, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Um, so anyway, finishing up my year, I was, I was kind of on a high of up and down and I wasn't, I wasn't sure that I wanted to continue. So I was getting into January and February and it was still really low on the sales. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can continue to do this. This is like a lot. And so in March of 2017, my grandfather passed away and, um, it was, it was really rough. Um, and I didn't sell anything like the entire no, I, I sold 30 pieces, but I didn't buy any inventory all of March because I just like couldn't bring myself to, to work my work my business, quote unquote. I was so, you know, invested in other things at the time. I had to, a funeral to go to and I, I told my group and they were actually really gracious about it. I told my group, I was like, look, this is happening right now. I'm really sorry. I have a death in the family that I need to deal with. Um, I know this is probably going to ruin my group, but I just need this time away. And it's really hard because you need to continue to have interaction on your group. You need to continue to put new things in front of the eyes of your customers so that they know that you're still around. And when you have personal things happen, it's hard to get away from that. And so, and even like, you know, when you're, when you have just day-to-day -day things, like I was working all the time. I was putting so much time into this business that was supposed to be part-time work for a full-time, you know, salary or whatever. I know I was putting so much work into it and not getting back what I thought that I was supposed to get. And the only, the whole reason was because I, I loved the selling. I wanted to, I wanted to be like a boutique owner. I was so excited for myself to have this experience and to, you know, be able to sell and like prove to others around me that I could do something you know I, I wanted to prove to people that I could be successful and it was it was just not working out and I was I did not want to hear the I told you so I just wanted to keep pushing yeah and so I'm well first of all I, I'm so sorry for your loss and thank you I'm so sorry that you felt that you you know had to continue to work your business and you weren't able to take the appropriate time to to grieve a loss like that um I know there's a lot of people out there that probably went through very similar things and felt the same way. So I know you're not alone and I hope you don't have too much guilt over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how organizations like this put that kind of pressure on you. And, you know, you, you see the comments and people are like, no one forced you to do that or no one made you do that or say that or buy that. But then we talk to people like you and we hear stories like this where you're feeling the pressure and it's like, it's not even the pressure is just there. Like no one's saying anything. Like it's just there. Like you just know, because you've yeah. seen it and you're in it 
you just know I can't take time off for anything. My group will die. If I don't post things on Thursday and Friday, like I say, I normally do. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose money. I can't take time off for this, except they, they tell us that we're going to get all this time freedom and we're going to make our own schedule. And, but we see that that's not actually true. Yeah. And the thing is, I felt for all those women that actually did have kids and actually did have families that they needed to support. And I was over here, you know, I didn't have any children. I didn't have a husband. I like didn't have the, in the beginning, I didn't even have a boyfriend. (laughs) I was just, you know, all by myself doing this thing. And I really felt for the women who were actually in it that, you know, had families that were like all this time was being taken away from their families and from, you know, their spouses and stuff. And it was just, you really do put, when you get into it, you put your whole self into it. If, if you were anything like me, I, I was really pushing. I wanted to make it a success. Um, and when I got in, I know my sponsor told me initially, she was just like, you are going to rank so fast. You have so much drive. You're going to rank so fast. You're going to be coached before you know it. Like you're going to cruise qualify. And there were, de- there were definitely months where I was close to cruise qualifying. Um, and I just never would hit it. And I'm just like, I got to push the last few days. And I would just would never hit it. And I didn't cruise qualify. I didn't have a team. And I just was like, this is falling apart. So, you know, a couple months into 2017. And then we get the announcement that um, convention is going to be happening in the summer. And I was like, I can't afford this. <laughs> like, I really want to go. I feel like it's going to boost my business if I go to convention. And this is like April, I think, of 2017. And actually, I have another message I want to read that I sent to my sponsor um, at the time. And it, it made me sad reading it actually today. And it was in, in the beginning of April. I sent her this message because, um, and I don't know if this was before convention was announced or not. Um, I can't recall, but I had sent this message to her and it was like, it, it said this, I can't afford to do LuLaRoe anymore. I have a very little, I have very little group activity. I now owe over $1,200 for taxes and I have only made a small dent in my initial order credit card. I still owe $6,900 as well as a second credit card that has over $1,000 on it. I literally have $150 in my bank account and $500 in my savings. I try to de-stash and no one wants to buy anything. All my VIPs know what my things look like and I've tried swapping, but I'm just so overwhelmed with this debt. And to this day, because of LuLaRoe, I still have a debt to the tune of over $6,000. So (laughs) if that says anything to you, (laughs) um, I had actually, when I was, when I had first started, I was still in school and actually I graduated um, in 2017. But um, I was like getting loans from school for school and I was using that for LuLaRoe. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Yeah, I was just trying to do anything that I could to, to boost my business. And, you know, just, it was crazy to me. And so I had sent that to my sponsor and that was the beginning of um, April in 2017. 
And like I, like I said, I looked at that today and it, it just depressed me. Um, but she had sent back a response. She, again, like I say, she's super sweet, but she sent back a response and she was just like, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, you know, is there anything that I can do for you? Do you want to come over? Let's make a 72 hour plan. Let's get you back on track. Um, and just something similar to that. It was a longer message. I don't remember everything that it said, but um, she was just trying to encourage me to like, get back at it. Like you need to work a little harder. You know, we'll, we'll figure this out so that you can stay in the business and you can just, you can, even if you don't stay in the business, you know, it's fine. But like, what can I do to help you like figure this out? So I did stay in the business, even though I was so in debt and I did wind up being able to pay off that credit card eventually, but it was because I got out of Lularo. Um, So at that time, I was like, fine, I will stay in. I met with her. We, we made kind of a goal plan and we set up a couple different things and I stayed in and I wound up being able to get a ticket to convention. Um, I had, I, I had just gotten into a new relationship in February of 2017, but he wasn't like super happy. <laughs> I was spending another $400 that I didn't have to go to convention and then additional monies on top of that to, you know, get a hotel and Ubers and food and all that stuff. And I mind you, I was going to convention by myself. Like I was, I was not going with an entire team of ladies. Like there was a lot of women that went with like big groups and they stayed in hotels together and this is it. I was by myself because again, I did not have a team. <laughs> so um, I actually got into like a convention group of ladies that um, like wanted to save money on hotels. So they were getting together and uh, like, hey, I'm getting a room at this place. Does anybody want a room share? So I, I did wind up getting to share a room with I think two or three other ladies. Um, and so I went to convention and I was actually on the fence at that time. I was like, I don't know if I wanna stay in anymore. I just don't think I can afford it. Um, and at the time I had been told about like probably right before convention, I had been told about another MLM. So oh <laughs> no, is, this is embarrassing to say, <laughs> but um, I don't know if you are aware of the company called Agnes and Dora. Are you? Oh yes, I am. <laughs> okay. So, and, and wouldn't you know, it's run by another person from the Stidham family tree. <laughs> yeah, Deanne's Buffy. Yes, yes. So right before convention, I found out about Agnes and Dora AMD. Um, and I was like, oh, this looks great because you can actually choose your prints and you can choose the styles that you want. And they look so cute. Like they look so much better than LuLaRoe and things are like a little bit cheaper. And oh my gosh, this looks so great. So... I kind of was thinking about joining Agnes and Dora instead um, and like dropping LuLaRoe and joining Agnes and Dora. So I was like, last ditch effort, I'm going to go to convention. And if I like choose to stay with, with LuLaRoe, this will be like what decides it. And if I don't, then I'll go with Agnes and Dora. And guess what? That was the biggest shit show that I have ever seen in my entire life. So do you think I stayed in LuLaRoe? No. I no way. <laughs> <laughs> Convention 2017 was, yeah, that's the best word that you could, it was a shit show. It was the <laughs> fire festival 
if the fire festival had happened and it was about selling leggings and joining a cult instead of <laughs> you know, ja rule instead of ja, ja rule yes <laughs> <laughs> and i don't Bert, i don't remember if you I don't, I don't know if you remember like being in la and just like over where the convention center was and the amount of women walking around it was like a like a I don't know how to explain, like a herd of Lula. You could just see anybody that was walking on the streets there in LulaRoe. Lula herd is good. It was. It was. It was wild. I was like, oh my gosh, all these women are here for the convention. Yes. They've flown in from everywhere and you can tell who they are. <laughs> and all yeah. the Lula suits, glory and everything. <laughs> all of those Lula suits. Um, someone had told me that like they could, they couldn't get on the buses or whatever to leave from the beach party and they wanted to leave. And so they were just walking on the streets and people in LuLaRoe like were pulling over and giving them rides. And they knew that it was okay to get in the car because they were also wearing LuLaRoe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just like really funny stories like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. They're like, oh, look, they're in our cult. We can get in their car. It's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the beach party, I remember um, being in line first before we even got to the beach being in massive massive lines to um just like get tickets to get on the bus and we didn't even wind up needing the tickets when we actually got to the bus which had another massive line so like literally anything and everything had a line I'm like we're ah. not at Disneyland what's happening here <laughs> can micromanage anything yeah and we were like I'm I, I mean we were given free things like here's a free backpack here's like a little goodie bag um if you have this lanyard go here so they tried to like they tried to organize it it was a very um it was a very sad attempt because I had never seen anything so unorganized in my life and I'm like a pretty unorganized person in general um so it was just so overwhelming especially for someone who was on their own a lot of the time because although I was there and I had like a room with these other ladies and I tried to like go to things with them too like they all had different color lanyards and I would wind up by myself a lot of the time and I didn't have my sponsor with me she I would like I think I saw her one time the entire weekend thank you so much for listening to life after MLM Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.